You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and this month we're starting our foreign film series where once a week we'll discuss a film made outside of the U.S. Tonight, we're reviewing the Swedish flick, Let the Right One In. You, no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Sir, yes, sir. Ah, yes. I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit. Oh, your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mr. Mayor, real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Welcome to the podcast. We're your host, I'm Brian Elkins. With me tonight, Mr. Jared Gallen. Hey, how you doing, Brian? Oh man, doing, doing well. Doing you know, well. Look, I'm still drinking, uh, uh, you know, uh, White Russians. Uh, you got to kill that cream we had left. I know, over. man. <laughs> and it's to actually, actually, finally to the point where I don't know if it's safe to drink or not. But you know, the dude <laughs> would drink it, so I'm going to drink it. So, cheers. Mm. You abide, just uh, like the dude. Yeah, man, the dude abides. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So we're kicking off uh, our foreign film series uh, this whole month. So uh, we're starting this month with Let the Right One In, a Swedish flick. Yeah. It's the country where easy rigs come from. It's it's the most amazing camera gear that's come out in the like last 10 years. It's basically like a, a, a vest that you wear. It's got a little fish pole that hangs over your head with a cable that comes down and oh, connects yeah. to the camera. That's what those are called. It's called an easy rig, and they're made in Sweden. Oh, okay. It shows you how much I've been on set recently. Yeah. Amazing things. They make you look like a, you know, if you're a fat man like me, they make you look like the uh, Michelin man. Because, I mean, like, ropes they wrap around you, so I've got all my big, you know, fat rolls sticking out. But you know what? It makes, you can do handheld camera all day long. <laughs> and that's what matters, man. It is. It's, it's how you get that shot, um, uh, what's that, uh, uh, born identity. You know, that's how they did all that, you know. Oh, okay. Shaky but steady. You know how they were able to kind of move things around? Yeah, well, I don't know if that was really that steady in those four <laughs> movies, though. <laughs> well, you, you could take it to yeah. the next level, but it's still, it's still, it had that wobbly kind of feel to it. So that's where that's coming from. Okay. I do like those Paul Greengrass born films. Yeah, they're good. They're fun. Yeah. I'll beat your ass with a book. <laughs> well, speaking of a book, oh, we're yeah. talking about uh, a movie tonight based on a book. I think it's the only one that I've done with you guys uh well, solo with you, and also one that I've actually read most of the book. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, like especially with this film because depending on which version of the film you watch, you can kind of get something different out of it. But then when you mix the book into all of it, you see motivations way beyond <laughs> way beyond what the, what they allow. 
you know, in, in the film. Yeah. And this, the book is way darker and more sinister and evil than either of the films. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh, and the two film versions, uh, there was a remake, an American remake of, of this movie uh, called Let Me In that Matt Reeves did. Yeah, it's, it's very like, it's very American. Like, no, you're going to, you know, let me in. You know, <laughs> it's kind of kind of bossy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's giving the orders around here? The vampire motherfucker, <laughs> let me in. Um, I, I don't know. I guess the story does get stripped down. With each version, like you know, yeah. the novels, you know, obviously the most subplot and the most meat, and uh, yeah, just a lot of uh, other characters and get stripped away. And then when you get to the Swedish film, and then even more characters get stripped down. Um, and they even add a cop in the American remake. They combine a storyline and add it into a cop to try to add a sense of danger. I think. Because like it felt like that there needed to be consequences. Because in the original, uh, like happen things are happening. Like yep. so there's there's a guy going around like stalking uh, young young kids and and draining their blood. And then there's this relationship between this kid and this and this weird little girl. And um, <laughs> I'm saying that that, that, that that's what yeah. the audience is seeing, right? Yeah. Uh, but there's no like impending doom. Really, we we know that everybody's kind of looking for you know, but like in, in the American version, it seems like there's that thing that's that 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 cop that's constantly looking for the Satanist cult. So it's it's like it's like there there's more of a consequence. Like like say in in the original film, when uh, the guy who's looking for you know uh, his friend got killed, basically, right? Yes. Yeah, and he's ca- he, and he's he's trying to, to to figure that out. It's more of like, uh oh, we're gonna get found out. But at least with with a cop, if you get found out, there's there's instant consequence because now you've you're up against the law. I don't know. I think, I'm talking out of my ass. I, but I don't know. Like, I, I think it was going to be I bad felt. either way because <laughs> the friend in the in the Swedish version, I mean, it looked like he was going to kill her. Oh no 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 yeah he well he yeah. he, he he had so. the, he had a knife he was just about to you know he, like he had a little like you know a Swiss Army knife <laughs> like <laughs> that's exactly what he had wasn't it it was like a yes. little two inch like Swiss Army knife blade he like picked his teeth with the with the uh, with the with the, with the uh, toothpick first, and it pulled you know pulled the the tape back. Anyways, we're we're jumping way ahead. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess we should we should rein this this in a little bit. Um, we we said we read the book. Do you, do you like the book? Let's let's talk a little bit about the about the novel. Let the right one in. I, I really like the book so far. I'm only about twenty chapters in, and I'm definitely going to finish reading it before we're done. <clears throat> well, actually, because we're doing this today, I'm still going to finish reading it and finish it up. Uh, I, I like the conversational feel of it. I find it kind of hard to follow sometimes because they, they, well, I kind of fig- had to figure it out that they were jumping storylines. Like they would kind of like, yeah. like they kind of like cross cut, like a, like a movie. Like they take you like, like an episodic series. They take you right up to an action and they cut immediately away. Uh, and it's, it's kind of like when, and the prose doesn't really change. You just have to like, Oh, okay. Now we're over here. There's a little bit of confusion there with me. And then also I'm having trouble keeping up with the names, the, the foreign names, and trying to remember yeah. who these people are when they're when they're talking, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm trying to like, who, who the fuck was this guy again? Yeah, I, not really. I mean, there's only like a couple of characters that really really matter right. in the book, though. You know, and everybody else just kind of like side. But, but there's there's a lot stuff. of characters though, and yeah, and there's there a ton of there's a ton of like, uh, especially with the bullies and the friends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that's really um, 
that's really going into detail. And like all the people that live in the apartment complex and all their problems and all the people that they know. And yeah, yeah. I do like how in the book, the Virginia girl is described like, you know, being a 50 year old woman. Right. But when you get to the American version, the Virginia character is like a hot 23 year old. Is that the woman who was having sex with her boyfriend or whatever? Yes. And like, she, and like, he, she like totally saw her tits while, exactly. while the kids up there being a fucking psycho in his room with a mask on. Like, <laughs> like, like he, he, it's like, it's like he's in the uh, Goo Goo Dolls Iris music video where he's like, don't want oh my gosh. to see me. And he's like going from each window to window with the, uh, with the, with the, with the telescope. Haircut, dude. It, that's, spot on. That's, a, that's a great spot on comparison. Yeah. So he's, he's going to every window, looking out on the world around him with his telescope. Um, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that is weird. It is very strange with his like, you know, uh, purge mask on. Yeah, well, I mean, the Oscar character is, he's just kind of a, um, I mean, he's a sad character, but at the same time, he's a little bit of a psychopath. Well, like he's stabbing trees, he's got a murder scrapbook. Can we just talk openly here? Because I have a theory on that. Yeah, let's go, let's go for it. Okay, um, so she kind of brings it, there, there's a scene in the original film, which I haven't gotten to in the book yet, where she points out to him that the first thing I remember hearing you say is squeal pig squeal, which is what the which is what the kids are in the American version. They call him a girl, you little girl, and they even bring up a big point where uh, when um, Abby, not Ile, when Abby yeah. says, "I'm going to protect," uh, like you know, you need to fight back, and when, when these kids are trying to hurt you, and then if they don't, I'll help you. And he's like, well, "But you're only a girl." So for some reason in the American version, it's really bad to be a girl. You know, they're really putting that out. You know, like, you know, you're only a girl. How can you help her? And what are you going to do, little they, girl? They Come say here, that you the fucking little girl. Well, they call him a pig. And they, they lean a lot on pigs. And um, and there's and pigs are brought up constantly in, in the book. Well, it's because he's overweight in the book. Yeah, he's also a little overweight. But, uh, and he's like, he counts candy. Like, he lines up all his candies yeah, in yeah. order. And like, well, you don't has do a ritual of like how he opens that, them. That's and a fat guy them. thing, man. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's yeah it's a really bizarre like thing yeah and then he, like, he hides the wrappers from well, he his doesn't, mom, he doesn't so he well, he, yeah he doesn't, doesn't want her to know because yeah. also uh where'd you get the money to get this because he's stealing it yeah, yeah. as well and he's stealing knives he's, yeah. he's he's kind of a he's kind of a bad kid but but he's like inherently good on on the out 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 outer side he kind of comes off as as, a, as kind of a good kid, good kid i think but yeah. uh because he, he doesn't really or have the quiet one yeah he doesn't really have the nuts to to do it like he has this this like internal like thing where he wants to to kill, and then she brings up to him when uh, we've we seen Taxi Driver, right? You know, you start in the mirror, and then right. you know you go into a prostitute house and well, shoot it know, up at the end. Yeah, right. <clears throat> so she brings it up to him, like, "Look, you know, I kill because I have to. Yeah, you want to, but you can't. So basically, that's the perfect person for her. Like, I see these these films as very tragic. In essence, she's like totally fucking with him." Like she, she's she's like infinite old, right? She's at least yep. a couple hundred years old, and so for some reason she's like seducing this young boy to basically be her next caretaker. And I know that the end of the movie feels real sweet and it's all awesome and everything great because you're bewitched just like he is because <laughs> now he, now he's going to be the next caretaker. He's going to be the next guy who's begging to to touch her and to go out and kill somebody because he because he's in love with her. But see, I don't know if her if she's actually like the age that she really is mentally, or if she still thinks sometimes like a twelve year old. Because there are moments in certain versions where it's like this right. is this is extremely childlike in, in, in the way the, you're understanding things. I like the special like effects in the original film better because they're so subtle. 
and they're they're more like in cam e. Yeah. Like, cause there's moments where in the book where uh, it talks about how, um, in the film you don't really see her like really lusting after killing him, but in the book it happens all the time. She has to catch herself, and when it, she does, she kind of turns into this older woman, and they they do that in the original film. Yeah. Like like there's glimpses where her face looks really old. In the newer film, she looks like she's from the fucking Exorcist. Yeah, she looks like yeah, yeah, I like hate a that. vampire. Yeah, it's or like something. Oh, come yeah, on, yeah, you know? very stereotypical you're, you're, Lost you, Boys kind you of. You don't look. get. There's no remorse in her in the newer version, but in in the uh, in the original, when she kills somebody, she feels bad about it, and she's fighting with herself to to not you know. So, but also um, in the book, it also talks about how she she's acting like a kid, something she hasn't done in a long time, and how like there's this thing like that. That's what was so confusing to her current caretaker. Is that's why he's asking her, please don't go out with that boy again. Because he, he he feels uh, threatened because taking his 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 girlfriend away his love yeah well yeah in the book yeah, yeah and also you know but and also she he, he's confused because she's acting like a kid and she she doesn't act like a kid he it talks about how how she actually relaxes her posture no yeah she, she she's basically enjoying she she's basically been locked up with this guy for since they were little kids because if you see the original like this the remake where they had to water everything down when the kid goes into her into her like collection layer yeah. picks up like a uh, like a photo from like you know a uh, hundred years ago oh yeah 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 or like you know whenever like when when, the, when her and the other guy were and super young and it makes young. it look like yeah yeah so basically you know you're just the next guy in line to you know what she's going to throw you away in 50 60 years too yeah and in the book it's it's not like that at all the haven't gotten there but, uh Oh, really? Yeah. Go ahead and tell me. <laughs> well, the the Rinfield, I forget his name. He's not Rinfield. It's, I just want to say that because um, it's a character from it Dracula. H. Um, like Harkin or something like that. Yeah. But the character's not even named in the film. He's completely nameless. They don't even mention his name. He's just right. an old man that takes care of her, like the father figure. Or that's what he's pretending to be. But in the book, he's a, he's a disgraced uh, pedophile. Yeah. And he's just kind of moving from town to town, not to get ca- uh, try not to get uh, caught by police, and he runs into Elay, and that's she. She takes a, she sees him as what he is, and she sees an opportunity. Yeah, like it, it's kind of a win win in that they don't really get to sleep with each other, but you know he gets to fondle her from time to time, or at least have her connection around. But he gets really frustrated with that though too. Well, like you would, and he's got to go uh, <laughs> seek some action elsewhere. And uh, you know, it, look. I, I, I found this to be really off-putting reading some of this stuff because he's got guilt about it. Yeah. He's lusting after little boys, and, you know, he's, he feels bad about it, but at the same time, he can't help himself. And, you know, there's, there was a couple lines where I'm like, wait a minute, is this author trying to make me feel guilt for a pedophile? I don't know how I feel about this. This is kind of weird me out. I need to no, stop that, reading that's this. That's part of it. You know, that, that's what makes it creepy. Yeah. You know, because you do, you do feel that side of it. You, you do dig yeah. into it. And that's why, like I said, it's also like, that's why I brought up Lolita earlier when, we got, when I got here. <laughs> if you've ever read that book, uh, he has kind of the same thing where he can't understand this, this attraction that he has and he kind of fights it. You know what I mean? So there, yeah. and there, there's a layer of like uncomfortableness to that, 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 and that that's kind of the horrific part of it because that's something where your brain doesn't normally go. But like when you, when you're reading it and you're getting some, that's what's cool about books because you're getting the, the way the person thinks. And so when you're seeing the deep yeah. into the psyche of it about like, and in this book, he talks about how he, he wishes that, uh, you know, that, uh, Elay would, would turn into uh, a little boy and like come down from heaven, you know, or whatever. there's like this big moment where he has this like dream, like you know, a bunch like, of <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man, dude. I I started skimming through some of that stuff. It was uh, not really my cup of tea. 
But hell, I was uh, enjoying spending my Sunday afternoon. I had the weirdest the boner. I just could not stop thinking about it. <laughs> oh I was God. like, what the hell? <laughs> no, oh, <man>. no. <laughs> I would say uh, one of the biggest differences, I think the biggest difference in uh, between the book and, and any of the film versions for Let the Right One In is the uh, the death of the caretaker, the old man, uh, Harkin, or I forget what his name is. That but was close. He falls out the window in the movie and he dies. And that's the end of him. In the book, he comes back and attacks. Yeah, the fall doesn't kill him. Um, He pours acid on his face. And I think the acid is kind of what caused him to become a mindless zombie. I think the acid in his brain. Maybe when he comes back as a vampire because he... He comes back as a vampire? He does come back as kind of a zombie vampire. He only only comes back with these thoughts of... uh, Little boys? No, of getting with Elay. Like he can't can't break it. Yeah, he can't stop There's thinking love. about her. Yeah, and it's it's this really weird. Uh, it's almost like, rape scene. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, good. I'm glad to know the second half of the book really takes off. <laughs> but he there. Yeah, there's another like one of the uh, school friends. Uh, I think his only friend, Oscar's only friend in the book. Uh, Tommy. Yeah, I, he ends up getting like uh, confronted by him and and stuff, and they do the whole. And for some reason, the kids subplot. like to sell things to each other in the book. He's like, hey, man, you want to buy this Walkman? Oh, you know, that's something um, just like doing a little bit of research. I didn't know um, because I was watching a behind the scenes and the director, uh, Tomas Alfredson, was saying that the reason this takes place in the 80s in Sweden is because they were going through uh, like a really bad like economic decline then. Right. Going back and watching it, the second viewing uh, of the Swedish film. And even like thinking about some parts in the book that they keep talking about like the death penalty and yeah. like how bad things are. Yeah. And then you start thinking about like all the people that are around the apartment, how they just drinking and chain smoking constantly. Yeah. I was just you thinking know, that like, Sweden's I, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're like, man, we have nothing else to do. Like you can even see like they're all together in that restaurant, just like bored out of their fucking mind. Right. And there's that one guy. It's like super big with all the cats in his fucking. Oh apartment. yeah. The guy who, in the book, <laughs> they talk about how it's like his apartment smells like cat piss so badly. And like how you can't like when you walk in, you gotta like breathe out of your mouth because he, he's like, man, you just can't even fucking deal with it. I will say that there, there is a scene in the, in the first film where the ta- the cats attack this woman. And it is the best thing I've ever seen on film <sighs> because yeah, there's this, yeah. there's this one cat who like wraps his arms, his legs around this leg and he like leans his head back like, <laughs> and he bites and then he like, and then he stops and he like thinks about it for a second and leans his head back again. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to figure out how they did that. I was like, man, oh, there's a lot of animated cats. Well, first time I thought it was animated cats and I, you know, I think it was, uh, I think it was rod puppet cats and they CGI'd out the rod puppet, uh, you know, puppeteers. And then I think they CGI'd the cat expressions on, on the yeah, faces. Yeah, I, I think there's a mixture of, of puppetry and, especially yeah. when she's like running and they're all sticking off of her. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> I, I hope, hopefully those are just uh, That was not there. in the remake. <laughs> I wonder why. Because <laughs> I'm like, you're going to throw the cat scene in? <laughs> uh, no. Man. No, we're not throwing the cat scene in. I would have thrown the cat scene Dude, in. Dude, the cat scene needed to be there. I thought that was pretty major. Is yeah. That, does that happen in the book? The cats attack um, uh, that woman. Man, uh, I can't remember the man's uh, uh, girlfriend. Yeah, I think she. What well, uh, the guy who was killed in, in the in the tunnels? Girlfriend. Yeah, Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. Because she ends up turning into a vampire later. Um, yeah, I think they do attack her because uh, he, they do invite her in. I remember that part, and that's how she gets in. Um, but she actually like attacks some other people in the book, and like her dealing with her onsets of this vampiric disease that's like spreading throughout her body is. 
it's physically well done. Like they, it's yeah. like how it's described. You know, it, it's put into uh, scientific terms a little bit. Like you know, like how they're able to fly. I think like they even mention like Elay has like um, some kind of membrane or something that like comes out between her arms. Like she's a flying squirrel. Yeah. No way. I'm definitely gonna finish this book. <laughs> Hey, well, I, I did get to the point where um, there, there, there's a scene in the film where um, uh, Oscar wants to um, wants to become blood brothers with her, and in and in the book, uh, well, in in both films when that happens, uh, she's like overcome with the, uh, the urge to to drink the blood, which you would think a vampire would, but in the book, uh, she handles it a lot better uh, for a minute, and she kind of explains to him, "You can't do that because you would become infected." I like that. Yeah. Uh, like, there's, see, there's a bunch of little small little like details. I don't know though. I, I I like how the movie handles it too though. You know, cuz like if she just sees it and goes freaks. into yeah, freaks cuz in the film that's the first time she ever sees blood around him and that you really get right. a sense that she's going to use him as a snack outside of that first scene. Both first scenes in the American <laughs> and in the and in the Swedish version it's like, uh, if your face wasn't on the poster and in the trailer a lot I would worry I about think you. You're gonna be dead. What did, what did you think of the? Um, I like. I know that like 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 the comparison of the two kid actors from both films. Dude, I I, f- I find it really hard to uh, to critique foreign performances. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because certain cultures put inflections on certain things differently. You know, like how you get excited right. about things is going to be different. You know, and how you approach taboo subject matters or love right. you know it's all it's handled differently in different cultures and on top of that i'm also reading the subtitles half the time you know so i'm only looking at their face half the movie i kind of get into the rhythm of like reading it and then looking up reading it and looking like back and forth when i'm doing it when i'm when i'm reading my movies um <laughs> and um because the dub was terrible man i couldn't get through it yeah uh oh yeah i didn't, I didn't even watch that i didn't oh, even attempt that Oh yeah! After break, I'll, I'll show you. Yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love oh, to see some of that. So bad. Um, you still, you still get their their like delivery, and you still get their intention in their delivery, and how they they use beats and pauses and and you know things like yeah. that. So you still get that. You still get their performance, even though you're not understanding the words. You can kind of quickly read it and then get what they're saying. And I will say that the Swedish kids are way more natural in their delivery with each other, like than just bland ass Abby and. Owen, what's his name? Yeah, I think that's what. Then they change it to Owen. Owen I, and Abby. I just totally guessed right there. I, I, these last forty-eight hours have been nothing but this, but but these <laughs> these two films in this book, like from in my life. Like even on set today, like when everybody else went and had lunch, I just sat down and like listened to the book, like <laughs> sitting there just like I was like, oh, yeah. and so everybody else is like working and shit, but I'm listening to this like horrible pedophile dude talk about how he <laughs> wanted to like, rape. <laughs> You know, just like in a professional Why is setting, in the corner <laughs> like, over there. I'm just kind of like, like over going, "What the fuck is going on?" Oh um, my god! <laughs> no, oh, but that's um, great. but no, I, I, her, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz is amazing as Hit Girl, but she is so fucking flat in this film. Well, in, in, in the remake, I don't know, man. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's because I, you have something to compare it to, though. Like, I, I think be, I can't be your friend, by the way. And it's just like it's like it, when that scene happens in the original film. It's just like it's handled so much better. Which one did you watch first? The I, I watched. I the... watched the uh, the original first. All right, you watched I had seen Swedish it years first. ago, but like I watched the Swedish version, like you know, and I'd forgotten a lot about it. And then I watched it, that one first, and then I watched the remake, and then I started uh, listening to the book to compare. All right. Um, 
I think that's the way to do it. You know, unless I think the real way to do it would be able to is, is to you know read the book, then watch the, the original film, and then then don't watch the remake. I like the remake, man. I think the remake's good. You don't think they watered it down too much? Uh, you don't think the kiss came too early? Well, okay. Yeah, so there's things like that that are just like, why? The, the camera work in the Swedish version is really fucking good. No, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's like stark and like everything's bright. And it's like, it's, 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 I don't know. How, like, how do you top it? You can't, you can't. Uh, it's, it's like you know? composition and, and just, I don't know. It, it just feels good. Oh man. And dude. like, it's just like, so good. even down to the point where, um, they kind of even do, they do small things like, uh, like, uh, we, we, the first time we see the caretaker guy do a first kill, it's oddly oh, yeah. well Old lit, man. which is really weird. It's like, it looks like daylight out in the middle of the forest, which is kind of Yeah, weird. well, he's right near that lamp. Yeah, I was like, that's so fucking weird. But anyways, um, but they're like, stay in this wide shot. And then they like kind of hoist the body up. Yeah. And then, and like, it's kind of obscured. They're like, you know, he, it's, I'm thinking of like when he meets the guy jogging and he pulls the thing out of his thing. He's like, what's that? And he like attacks the guy. <laughs> yeah, he gasses yeah, him. Yeah, he gasses him. Uh, that's actually really funny in the book too. Like, because it, it, he's like, "What? What the fuck is that?" And he's like, "He's like, well, it's a." He, he, he says, "It's how he, how he, thing gas." Yeah, no, he gives it the name. He's like, he's like, "What?" It's, and <laughs> I like in the Swedish version of the movie. He's like, "Do you want to hit it, man?" Yeah, you know, yeah, he's like, he's, you, you want it, to, and the guy's like, <laughs> But um, anyways, uh, when that happens, they stay wide, and then there's like there's like a tree. Uh, obstructing them and us, so it's kind of like uh, Rosemary's Baby in that you kind of want if you're you're in your brain, you're kind of trying to see around that tree to see them. Now that I've mentioned that, you need to look at that scene again. It's crazy. There, there's like there's a tree that's in between the action and us, and we kind of see just we're seeing around the tree a little bit back. And I forth. remember seeing him. Are you talking about when the dog gets ready to approach? No, no, this is before that because they, they they punch in as he's. As, oh, oh yes, yeah, this, yes, this, yes. This, okay. this, this, this is I, when he approaches him with with right, the. We're with talking the about gas. right when he gasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah like when he, when I, he comes up, he's, he's like, "Hey, man, you got the time or whatever." That dude, yeah, there's just great like just choices like that. I mean, there's a lot of great choices. I mean, like the whole movie is like. Did you notice how the camera is placed really low? Yeah, the entire film, kind of a kid's eye view. Yeah, yeah, I really dug that, dude. Yeah, and I really dug how they handled the adults. You, did you notice that the adults and the kids are never looking at each other in the same frame? Yeah, yeah. I saw something that kind of brought that to my attention and I went back and looked at it. It's especially when uh, when danger is nearby. Yeah. The, the, the adults are in a... Um, it kind of reminded me of this video I saw uh, recently of this uh, woman uh, watching these group of like toddlers in a pool and they're all in like floaties and this one like flips upside down and it's and is, is like basically upside down in a float in, in like a, in a floating ring thing with his feet sticking up in the air for three minutes underwater. And, and the, the parent is just there's it's, it's security camp footage. And she's just like talking to other people. I have no fucking clue that they're just right behind her. There's this kid just upside what? down in the water. The kids, the kid survived, I think. Uh, okay. Well, that's good. But, but anyways, yeah, but like that foot, it's not footage, winning parent of the year award. The, the, the footage is like, is, is like horrifying because the whole time you're just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And you just see the kid trying to like lean up and all that. So I had kind of had the same feeling. It's kind of what they did in this is like the, the parents, uh, the adults are so close to the danger and they have a chance to, they, they could stop it, but they don't because they're not looking. Uh, oh, yeah. And it also like really enforces like the, the idea of his loneliness, uh, yeah. Oscar's loneliness and, um, Elay's uh, uh, loneliness, just like handling her vampiric, it's issues. It, they, they both have they both have shitty lives. <laughs> yeah, in, in their own ways. She and even then stinks. they. Yeah. <laughs> well, she only smells when she hasn't had her food. <laughs> oh, I guess uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, you smell funny. <laughs> Sorry. You smell like farts and blood. 
<laughs> and dead rotting shit. Oh yeah, well actually in the book like uh when she's like, you know, getting ready to go out on a little date with him, he's like uh and then uh the caretaker guy comes home and he's like, "What wh- why are you showering? You never do that." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, you smell like soap." <laughs> I was getting used to the stench. Now we got to build this tolerance all back up again. <laughs> it's like I was almost able to go over to the cat guy's house. <laughs> Could almost eat a sandwich in this room. <laughs> But, but no, I, I I just really in love with the uh, what's his name? I forget this. I'm gonna butcher the cinematographer's name, but I think it's Hoyt Hoyt Yen Homighty or Hoyt Van Homighty. I don't know. I'm I'm pronouncing I it Van. That, it's not. That's not how the Swedish pronounce that. But anyway, uh, the cinematographer for Dunkirk, Interstellar. No way, it's this guy. Tinker, yeah, Tinker Taylor, Soldier no Spy. Shit. Uh, and this is the movie that all of us Americans saw and went, wow, this guy is really fucking talented. No, very, very, very good. Yeah. yeah. The classroom scenes, like how they play with the focus. Um, there's a great scene I just think is is so perfectly timed with like the blocking and when they do this this rack focus. But it's just to illustrate how Oscar is so alone in this classroom and his teacher is like reading The Hobbit. Yeah. Because she mentions Bilbo Baggins, yeah. right? And in the movie, she, she shuts it, and she's got this little apple candle. She blows it out. All the kids get up because they're dismissed for class, and she walks out of frame. And it's so perfectly timed that when she leaves frame, where she was standing reveals Oscar. They rack to him, and he is the only person still sitting in a desk. She approaches him as she leaves. She says, she's like, uh, Oscar, da 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 and he's, No, no, he's, she he's, talks he's, to he's him like, on her way out. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, I got some shit I got to do. Yeah, but he's <laughs> the only student sitting down. Yeah, you know, yeah It's yeah. just, it's what, you know, what we all want to do when we're making a film. It's like make, using your camera to tell a story right. the best way, to inform the audience of your character, to show emotion, you know, well, as well I, as motivation. I, that's what I was saying. They, they kind of watered down the remake in that they kind of, told us more story in like in, in verbally and the uh Swedish film like you said they just kind of let it like like we had time to grow with Oscar and to fall in yep. love with him while when things actually start to happen we we actually feel bad for him unlike the other one you know it just I, I don't feel like I connected with the characters as much well they repeat so much stuff i mean it's a remake it's almost a shot for shot remake but they well, they repeat a lot of shots. They do, but you know they're all backwards. Everything is is opposite. Like like it, Oscar's hair is blonde, and the other one is kind of long. This one is short and brown. Oh yeah, that's uh, true. And like even when if you look at side by side comparisons of frames, if they, if he's frame left in this film, he's frame right in this film, and even in the same scene, they flip everything. And they, like even their motivations, wow. like even their motivations. Change. I know what I'm saying. Like you know, especially like uh, in the original uh, film, Oscar is always kind of like the one inciting things he's kind of asking and stuff like that, but it's flipped in the other one where the girl is kind of like the, 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 what was the choice behind that? I, I think or that he, he, he wanted to try to make it different somehow to try to change it up. But what he did was he kind of fucked it up. He kind of fucked up motivations. Like I said, it, it feels like, it feels like in the remake, it's more, she's looking for a replacement caretaker. Yeah. That in is the exactly original, in the original film, it's like th- this, this could be a relationship. She, 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 she's like kind of coming out of this, like bad thing with this weird pedophile dude who she was like an act of like um they they were both helping each other out they needed something she need, she needed somebody to take care of her because she couldn't deal with killing people yeah she feels bad about it and in in the remake she didn't give two fucks she she's like she's like a fucking animal you know she 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 didn't give two shits about killing anybody 
Eh, I don't know, she... man. I didn't feel that. I didn't. I didn't like, you, you, there's actually scenes in the in the Swedish version where the vampire girl like breaks down and she's like crying because for what she had to do, because when she has to kill. I don't remember her crying. I'll, I'll find it and send it to you. <laughs> I'm telling you, this has been like last two days of my life. Like where, where she, where she, where she went out and had to like uh, do it herself. I think it's it's when she switched the dude's head around. Yeah, and, yeah. She, and she she like has a moment where she like kind of like, oh shit, you know, I did this, you know. Yeah. And then she kind of like freaks out there a little bit. Yeah, yeah she, I, I thought she, that she, was because of what she did, not because like she felt remorse in that moment. I mean, like like you said, like even you don't think she feels bad about like having to kill. No, like that. that's I mean, why she, she even explains says it. To, yeah, yeah, she says to Oscar's like, "This is what I got to do to survive, man. Yeah, this is my life." Eat. Yeah, like you know, she even throws that into his face, like you brought up earlier. You know, it's like you're doing this because you want some sort of revenge or some kind of retribution. I'm doing this psychopath. Yeah, I'm doing this because this is my fucking life, bro. I need blood for. Life. <laughs> this, is how, this is real deal. This is how I live. But you know, <laughs> you know, she, all she has to do is be like, uh, oh, uh, Louie in Interview the Vampire and live down in the sewers and eat rats. That's all she's got to do. She ain't gonna go yeah. around killing people. And for some reason, they're only like, I, I, I don't know why the caretaker guy is only trying to kill young boys. It was that was that him just like you know? Because seems like does she need young blood? Um, because it seems like he's always trying to get. No, I just uh, that's think just that's him just going toward of, his thing. Yeah, he's like, I, well, I think he's just naturally seeking. Oh my God, little a, boys. And there's a just... scene. There's a scene where he's like uh, in the bathroom, and like he's looking oh, at these God. boys before, and like he comes all over himself, uh, watching them, uh, waiting to kill one of them. Uh, it's just like, oh my God, he's like, oh, I just put a little cum on the seat there. I gotta wipe that up, you know? <laughs> uh, dude, <laughs> very, uh, very descriptive. Man, the book, the book was book was hard to get through man i don't know if i'd uh don't know if i'd recommend that to just about anybody to read <laughs> i wouldn't recommend it to my mom to read but i did no. recommend it to spencer to my business partner i was like dude you gotta i've already got this audio book yeah. you need to listen to it like because uh, he, he's see seen that. the film and i really enjoyed the swedish film i'm gonna go ahead and say it's it's in my tops right now as far as films for some reason Ooh, we need to have a serious conversation about um okay i think it, it's, I th- it's time for trailer i think it is but uh i, I do want to talk real quick uh about uh tomas uh alfredson he, he directed this film he directed T- uh, tinker taylor soldier spy and he also tinker taylor silver what, what is it tinker taylor soldier spy tinker taylor soldier spy that's right man that sounds awesome uh, oh you have you not seen that no oh man it's got gary oldman in it uh nice and, uh, uh, early like uh, older film? Oh no, this is like uh, two, three years ago. Definitely yeah. never heard of it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's great, like little British spy film, but it's it's very British. I like it already. I think that's why I'm liking the um, the the audio book I'm listening to. I'm not sure the guy who's reading it, but he really reminds me of Jim Dale, who's one of my favorite like audio book artists. I'm not familiar with him. Uh, Jim Dale did. Um, all the Harry Potter books, he won like Grammys for them, and he did uh, Peter Pan, and he did. Um, oh. Dude, this is the first audio book I had listened to from start to finish. Really? Yeah, this is this is the first one. I oh, didn't know much for it though. Nah, you got to zone out and listen to some audio books, like you know. Well, that's a, that's a problem I kept having, man. It's just too I, much shit going around. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was I listening to it while I was working, and yeah. There, there was a series. There was a time in my life where I listened to, um, like, uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna listen to every. Harry Potter, Harry Potter audiobook by Jim Dale because this dude is a fucking badass. Oh yeah, He's like he does all mad. these different voices and stuff, right? And oh, okay, amazing. all right. Okay, I bet you that would. And, be th- and this guy's doing that too when when he's uh, when he's doing uh, all the you know he yeah. kind of puts a voice on it. He throws some accents yeah, yeah. in every now and again. It's okay. And I would like fall asleep listening to these audiobooks 
And I guarantee you, I've heard so many, so much of like the Harry Potter books in my sleep, you know, cause I'll fall asleep, listen to it. And then I'll wake up the next, you know, the next night I would, I would try to find out where I was and I would dig through and, and I would listen to multiple parts over and over again. Cause you'd fall asleep. So I think that's why I have a vast knowledge of Harry Potter, like uh, knowledge. It's because I've heard it in my dreams so much. Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Something else from Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on, Who's Dobby? There we go. Harry Potter must not go back to Hogwarts. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, man. It's been a while since I've seen those. Oh, man. I've got got big love for the, you know, for the Harry Potter. Man, I do. I really liked... Up until I didn't, I didn't care much for like the last three. The last three were kind of slow and read the books. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, the book's good. Yeah, that's what everybody just like this, just like this film. You know, I'll be honest, dude. I don't, I'm not not a real big fantasy book reader. I I I love cinema, man, but you know, I just I I will say, like I've read, I've read The Hobbit, and I and I've I've like trudged through uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, you fucking read those? Yeah, all of them. Yeah, I've got got second editions. I was real, real big into this, right? But this, okay, so you imagine this is, I read all those and then I went into Anne Rice. And Anne Rice is kind of uh, in this vein of like sexual deviant, but not pedophile. Yeah, it's more of a beauty thing, right? Uh, yeah, but there's a lot of weird sex shit going on in there too. Well, I mean, and they're, they're all, and they're all, too, they're brother. all like, you know what I'm saying, but yeah, but they're, they're all like gay, uh, like, but not like, they're, they're all gay, but they're not really gay. They, they just kind of like, God, Brian, you sure are beautiful tonight. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it's just, so you, <laughs> so that and, and, you know, and then walked in. it's just kind of how like in this film, she takes all her gear off and then like lays in bed with him and like, you know, naked and just, just to be near him, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Even in the movie. In the in, in the in the in the Swedish film, she's like rubbing on his arm, all, seduct- all seductively and stuff. And then she holds his hand, and it's just like, mm, mm, I, don't I, know. I honestly thought it was kind of sweet because he was playing it so innocent, because he didn't open it. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm saying. He he's innately good. Like like he, no, no, no. like you see his he he's all he wants is to be accepted and to have a girlfriend. And you know we've all have our little dark things or whatever. And he's taking it out like. You know, he, he gets beaten up all the fucking time and, and he's taking it out on the tree in the backyard, you know, with his little Swiss army knife and, and he collects like, you know, serial killer shit, man. He's, he's, he's kind of unsympathetic in the book. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> Oscar doesn't do it for me in the book, man. I'm talking and about the but in, in the film, Swedish film. He, yeah, I like, I like right. his performances. I like, I like, like how he's portrayed. And like I said, in that moment where she like, Oh no, I love she, the actor. When, the actor when, when she comes great. in and she, she, she takes all her gear off and she gets in bed and he's like, will you be my girlfriend? And she's like, I'm not a girl. It's just like, you know, the whole movie. It it starts sweet, you know, and yeah. like an innocent thing. And then they give you a shot and you're like, oh, yeah, this is fucked up. <laughs> Forgot about this. Oh, That's yeah. Right. Wait, there's some real fucked up shit that happens in this. That girl behind you, she's undead. Yeah. Whatever she, that means. No, she's not dead. She says she's not dead. She's like, are you dead? And she's like, no. No. I'm undead. No, I don't think she says that either. I think no, she's, but vampires I think, are I think she's undead, just like, you know? no, I'm not dead. You know, it's, it's, it's a Dracula thing. You she, know? And, and inside, she's probably like screaming. She's like, I want to eat your fucking face. <laughs> I love you. I love you, but I want to eat your face. <laughs> I don't want to ever be around somebody who could just snap and just eat your face. Yeah, that would probably be bad. Hey, man, I'm getting hangry. <laughs> Snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> Speaking of, roll the trailer.
Är du vampyr? Hade du tyckt om mig ändå? I got one question for you, Brian. What's that? Will you be my girlfriend? Like, would you love me even if I wasn't a man? What do you What do you mean? Could you love me if I wasn't a man? I mean, I guess. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't know. You'd lose the beard if you weren't a man. That's just well, no. It's like, like metaphorical man. Like you know, I'm. I'll, I'm still gonna look this way, but I may not be a man. Yeah, I'd still love you. Okay. Yeah, we're 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 still we're still I mean, we're, th- we're th- that tight, dude. Th- things wouldn't change, would they? No. They'd, like they'd be the same, right? Well, we may start like you know Morris coding back and forth between yeah. walls, but no, nah, it'd be all good. Yeah, I, I could talk to you through beeps and boops. Are you also missing a penis? Technically, no. Does that matter? I don't know. It does matter which version of the movie you watch. <laughs> Because there is no penis. Yeah, she's... Well, and it's a boy. Well, apparently it's a boy. Apparently the... Uh, the main vampire. Ely, apparently Ely is yeah. a boy, even though it looks like a girl. Yeah. Well, in the, in the Swedish version, you get a blink and you miss it shot. That well, shows I, a scar. I'm not going to lie. I, I rewound it and paused it. Um, It's like... It 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 looks like a vag. It's, it's got the area down there, but it looks like... um. But it's got cracks that are going it's off like in different cracks. directions. Yeah, I was trying to like figure out what they were trying to do there. It's it's like it's like it looks like a like a lightning clasp, like 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 you said, like like little kind of cracks. Right, I think they were they were trying to get the idea <clears throat> that he was castrated. Is that what? Yeah. Yeah, because in the book, um, Elay is taken from a village in this flashback when they share a kiss between Oscar and Elay share a kiss. And uh, oh, by the way, welcome back from the trailer break. <laughs> we just jumping right back in. Guys, <laughs> yeah, <sorry>. we are <laughs> <laughs> after our our profession of love. But uh, yeah, they uh, they share a kiss, and, and she has a well. He has Oscar has a flashback. Oscar sees her past. Yeah, when they like, share like a she, kiss. Uh, yes. So she, she fucking mind melds his ass. Exactly. She passes her memories. There's so much knows. that happens in this book that I haven't gotten to. Yeah. It's sexy. And uh, she's she's stolen from her village, and there's this maybe a vampire. It's it's implied that maybe a vampire takes her from her village, right? Or. One of them has to be a vampire. There's a vampire here somewhere. Well, yeah, because she's a vampire. And yeah, but it, it's bizarre. It's like some kind of ritual where they grab these uh, kids from this village and they take them. They castrate the, all, the and they're all boys. Is it they because they sing the boys. really well? Mm, no, they just pick them up randomly out of, out of the line. Because they do that, like the castrati, like the like the uh, the little boys, the Vienna Boys Choir. I think originally was all castrati, like where no. they they can sing really high and they like cut their nuts off. Uh, so they don't go into puberty so they can keep their soprano vocal voice so you never get there. And there, I think there's only like a couple what? actual real castrati still alive that were castrated to keep their vocals. So they're a full-grown man, but they have a high-pitched voice like a woman singing. It's a true thing. Okay. Um, so, so basically these vampires were castrating boys to keep their innocence? At least this one was. 
Um, okay, very weird. Well, they they castrated him and then um, tortured him with a hot poker and nice. turned him at the same time. That's like a double whammy. And maybe feasted on the cutoff penises. Really? You don't really know Using what the straws, happens. I guess you don't really know the the penis ends up in a bowl. And it's not 100% clear what, what happens to this? it. What chapter is this? How close? I'm on chapter 20. It, it follows the movie. The movie's progression. It's the it's the scene like right after um, uh, she walks into the apartment and he he doesn't he wants to see what happens if he doesn't invite her in and she walks in she starts bleeding. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm down to the point where he takes her down to the where he does the the blood thing and and she's explaining like he pokes his finger. She doesn't say that really great line that's in both movies where she's like, is there something you want to do with me down here? I love that line because, you know, like everybody who's watching that is like, oh, man. And then in the American one, uh, even the guy's like, you know, I I bet the parents don't even know this place exists down here. You know what I'm saying, girl? Oh, the basement. Yeah. He's like, you know what I'm saying? And she's like, well, is there something you want to do with me down here? Which is the exact same line from the original, which is where, you know, they're actually down there. And he's like, you know, this is the older boys kind of hang out down here and all that. And she's like, well, what did you want to do with me down here? And then he, then he just like pulls a fucking knife out and cuts his hand in the actual book. He kind of like pokes his finger first and he's like, meh. And he like sticks the blade in his hand and like pulls the, pulls the blade across and Talking about that scene, that uh, reminds me of, about her eyes, man. I loved what they did with her eyes in the Swedish film. <laughs> right. And they call, it, they call it out in the book, even in well, that scene. In the scene. book, he actually sees it. Yeah. Uh, she's and, got and, the cat eyes. Yeah, but in the, in the Swedish film, like uh, she walks into that dark room first, That's and right. like, he turns the lights on, and then we see. Yes. We see her eyes go. Like, we kind of see the Blade Runner, like, you know, yes. glimmer in the eye, which I found out how they do that. Do you know how they do that? Uh, and Blade Runner was a uh, was an optical thing. Right? Uh, no, it's it's actually in camera. They put a piece of like this reflective glass, like in front of the lens at forty five degree angle. Oh, and then they shine a light into that, which reflects off of the eyes only. Somehow, somehow they figure out how to do this. But the, you should look this up. There's this great article about it. But uh, they they basically put All a right. piece of glass at forty five degrees in front of the lens. And um, <clears throat> they reflected this light into that, which reflected off the pupils. But uh, and they would shoot all of those scenes with and without that. So there is a cut of that film where that does not exist because they didn't know if it was going to look, gonna look how it was going to look. So it, it, it was actually supposed to happen more often in the film than it does. But they basically just kept the good times that happened. Keep your good takes. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but you know, it's, which is kind of cool. Cause it's kind of like in the cool little spots in the film instead of just like all the time. And you know, probably Ridley Scott was being an asshole to the editor too. Like, no, d- use this shot without the eye thing. Cause this is a better performance. <laughs> yeah, like, God damn it. Make up your mind, Ridley. But anyways, so like in, in the film, like you kind of catch her cat eyes or like, you know, like a dog's eye in the dark. Yes. And then and like cool. you see her, you know, uh, he even says in the book, ellipsoidal, like a cat eye. Yeah. Super cool. No, it's good. It's uh, it's sometimes it's cool, like how they and I think her regular eye, too. They, she's got to be wearing a contact, man, because her like. Oh, she's totally wearing contacts. Is yeah, like this weird purpley gray kind of like yeah. and it's big. And it gets super yeah, big in some spots. Um, I like in the book. Where stare at her eyes all day. When he notices her, that eye thing, she's not aware of things like that happening. Oh yeah, and 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 she's like, "What are you looking at?" And he's, like, "Oh, nothing." She's like, "Oh, okay." But he's just like in his head, he's like, "This fucking demon bitch with these goddamn eyes!" Like <laughs> he's like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" He's like, "I've got the most hardest like dick I've ever had. I'm 12 years old. I cannot believe this. I like want to fuck this cat bitch." 
Oh my goodness. <sighs> and he don't even know she's a boy yet. He's gay. That, that so that's what I'm saying. It it probably went the same way. He, he probably didn't. It, the dude probably didn't even want uh, initially when when the caretaker and and younger Eli got together. Yeah. He, he probably wasn't even attracted to boys until he found out that you know she's an actual dude. And he's like, well, fuck, I'm questioning everything about my life right now. Oh uh, well, I mean, they answer that in the book. Like you know, he 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 does find that out. like that's why he's a he's attracted to her is because he's a pedophile. Well, I know, no, I know, well, yeah, no, 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 I was making a joke about oh, okay. why, why, why Oscar is now going to be attracted to boys because when he actually finds out that Eli is actually a dude, he's going to start questioning his own life. He's like, "Fuck, I guess I'm attracted to dudes." He's like, "I should have been fucking Tommy all along." I don't know. Is, <laughs> did they have a sexual attraction? He wants to like kiss her and and like uh, and and he's there, there's like porno mag stuff. He know they know about sex. Like in the book, they talk about like eventually he, it, it's going to get there because now he's taking care of her. I mean, can they even have sex though? No, they can't. They can't. I, I don't. I, I don't think they can unless he goes up the, the poop I'm, shoot. I mean, but I don't know. We didn't see the backside. I, 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 what, what is? What is? What are? I, what are this? Uh, what are vampire anatomy? Like, obviously, she doesn't need to take a leak. Like in the movie, they show like it's sold sewed up in the Swedish version of the film. Right. Like it that it's sewed up. There's not even like a hole that she 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 or he. And that's something that's really cool in the book. They use the pronoun she for Elay the entire time in the book yeah. until you get the flashback kiss. And then from that point on, they use the pronoun he. No shit, really? Yeah. That is kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. It, it, it threw me off, though, first because, of, you know, I was used to he being Oscar in all those scenes that they share together. <laughs> and every time they kept saying he, I was like, oh, Oscar. Oh, wait, wait. No, no, no. This is the day. Wait, wait, wait. Now you're fucking with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I dig that. And see, actually, that 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 kind of plays double on that, where she's like, um, "I'm I'm not a girl," and you, as an audience member, is like, "Oh, she's a fucking vampire." She's a vampire, obviously. Yeah, I'm undead. Yeah, but no, she's like, "No, seriously, my name was Elliot," <laughs> and now I'm, you know, Eli. I mean, it's a shocking, you know, uh, I guess a drop, but and in the book, it, it even starts out. It's like talking about her. It doesn't her seem appearance. to care. It's like, you know, it's like her, uh, her, it describes her chest. This is before I even realized there was all this, like, weird, creepy, like, sex shit in it. But, like, the, the very first, like, description of her was, like, uh, her chest uh, not even showing the sign of any breast yet. It brings that up. So yeah. they're automatically putting it in your head that, oh, this is a prepubescent girl. But why even say that if it's actually a dude? Yeah. That's that. That's that's she, really weird. She gets naked in the apartment later in the book, and they describe like the only feature that sticks out in her chest are her ribs. Now I think I remember that. Like, she's, I, like I she's when so she's skinny. when she's getting ready, when she's getting ready to go hang out with Oscar, and she's smooth down there. There's no. That's kind of weird. Yeah, there's no scar or anything. It's just smooth. Oh, like I don't, I don't remember doll. that. Okay, so that must be later. I don't remember that. Yeah, like, yeah. She's like the Metatron in, in Dogma. It's right before she kisses him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it took me a while. I was like, "What?" Okay, Alan Rickman's like uh, you know Ken Doll Dick. <laughs> oh man, Alan Rickman—that's that's a shame we lost him. He was so great. Yeah, God, what a good uh, what a good character actor, man. Um, well, I, I, guess, I guess we really haven't talked uh, <laughs> much about the 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 Swedish version of the actual movie. That much, or you know, I guess we haven't really. Even I thought really we'd given been talking a... about nothing but that. Oh, really? I, feel like <laughs> I don't been, know. I, like, guess, I, guess we, at me. I guess we've been going back before, between that and the book. Kind of like but... it's kind of hard to not compare them all. Yeah, especially when they're all like fresh on your mind. I don't know. They, they get confused in my head, like a what's what and where I am. You know, 
Oh, really? About it. Yeah. Man, dude, I... Okay, so I, I saw the uh, the Swedish version of the, of the Let the Right One In first, right? Then I saw Let Me In, the American remake. I, you know, I kind of liked them both. You know, it's been a good four years since I've seen either one of the movies. I watched the American one first. I was like, hey, the, you know, that was good. You know, I enjoyed it. And watched this one, and man, I can't I can't remember any really any of the visuals that well from the American one now. This movie really blew me away, dude. I mean... It's, it's it costs under five million dollars. Yeah, and it's amazing. It, it's 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 fucking amazing, and it looks amazing. No, it's and it was it shot on so film. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it feels very seventies film to me. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, especially with its like color palette and the way that it kind of looks, and that's kind of a look that people like strive to get. But this film, being you know two thousand eight, really was only ten years ago. Which wait, wait, right? Ten years? Yeah, ten years ago. So it's crazy that they can capture angry? that look. And I don't know if that's just because it's foreign. Because foreign films tend to have a little bit different look. I, yeah, okay. Like when you're talking about like outside and, and with the snow, yeah. like the light is white yeah. as opposed to that sodium vapor like uh, orange look. Which is what they're using in the American. Think, yeah. Think about Trying same year, very warm. dark night. Yeah. You know, the underground stuff at night. Think yeah, about yeah. how orange that looks. Yeah, you're right. In the Swedish film, it's very stark and bright. Yeah. And, and they're not really going for that horror. It's, it's kind of stark horror. Kind of feels like um, The Exorcist. This was kind of lit bright like Ooh. that. You know what I mean? Yeah that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That 70s kind of like light. Everything's bright. Na- natural stylized. Na- natural, very like, yeah. you know, it, there's not a lot of, there was color and stuff like, like when, when Oscar goes out to his dad, like to his like a model lot of color contrast. Dad, like, like there's a lot of color there. So it seems like where his dad lives out in the country and he's out like playing around on like the, uh, the snowmobile with his dad. And, oh yeah. That was and cool. like, you know, the, the, the way the house is like brightly colored and the red barn and, and all that. That's fun time. But when you get back into the city, everything's like just stark and dead. And like even the scene, like you see, you bring up the school where the uh, policeman's like giving a, a lecture to the class. Oh, yes. Right. Kind of setting the tone. That's really stark and just kind of bland. Like it just kind oh, of has super, this like, like yeah, like very and... like, you know, yeah. It's a very sterile feeling world that he lives in. Uh, opposed to the uh, the American version, which is actually there's a lot of contrast in like dark colors and and oranges and stuff I, like yeah, that. Yeah, remember a lot of yeah. orange. And then um, and also the special effects very like that like ragdoll, you know, very limber when she becomes the you, vampire. Oh, you like, talking about when she's attacking people? She's very and rubbery. Up the tree. Yeah, like like yeah. I like I like how they handled the the climbing of the tree in the Swedish version. You 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 pan over, you see her like kind of scuttle at the back of it, which is obviously a stunt person. They kind of hide a little bit, and then you, we we tilt up, and then she's kind of adjusting herself into the tree. You know, they're, they're doing like little subtle things like that. Dude, I like it when she's uh like in the Swedish film when she's go, she goes in um to uh see the uh, Renfield caretaker right when he's in the hospital. Oh, at the he's hospital, dumped, he's dumped she, the yeah, acid yeah. on himself, right? And he goes in, talks to that lady. She's like, oh, little girl, because she sees. Oh, she Oh you, dear, oh, you dear thing. And like, yeah, she goes after her outside. <laughs> and they, they play it so amazingly. She's just stuck on the wall, man. Yeah, and they, they play it in a wide shot. And, and and then, like, you know, the, the nurse comes out and goes about halfway. And, like, I, I rewound it and watched again. Like, she's there the whole time. She's yeah. just kind of hanging there. And then about about halfway of the uh, the uh, nurse going back in, she kind of scuttles up the wall. In the American version, so they fuck it up. It is they, bad. They, 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 she goes effective. outside. They cut into a close up of, of the of the nurse, and they cut wide, and then like a light comes on to draw your attention to where her uh, where the little girl is, and then she runs up the thing. Well, it's too wide at, of a at, light at, shot. At, a, at a slower pace too. It doesn't have that kind of like it, yeah. It, there's something creepy about how uh, the Swedish version the girl moves. 
I think it's because the shot's closer. It's a little bit tighter. Yeah. You know, and it's just a better. And, and even and angle. even from the I front, like the low angle. Like okay, you say that you can't tell the performance uh, of, of like something or like you have trouble like getting performance out of out of like foreign. But I guarantee you, if we if we pause this, which we're not going to do, but if we pause this and we look at the um, the first time we meet Eli or Abby, okay, the first time we meet her, she's standing on the jungle gym. Like he's stabbing at the tree, and he's like, you know, you fucking pig, you swine, or whatever. And then he kind of feels her presence and turns around, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Nothing. What are you doing?" She's like, "Nothing. Fuck you." Uh, you know. And then uh, you know, what I'm talking about when she's standing on the jungle gym. Yeah. At the beginning. Her introduction. Yeah. Well, the, where they meet. Where they meet. Yeah. The the performance and the way that the dialogue, same dialogue, it's the exact same dialogue. Uh, that they say to each other, it's it's slightly tweaked, but it's pretty much the same scene. Yeah. Uh, the way we that, can't be friends. Yeah, we can't. Oh, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. The way that it's delivered in the Swedish version versus the American version, it just feels so much more natural, and like just like it just comes off better. And in the Swedish version, she jumps down off like she does in the book. She jumps down off the top of the jungle gym, like you know, boom. And in the book, he's like, "Damn, she must be a gymnast." But in 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 the film, he's kind of like, "Whoa, that's kind of crazy." They do little subtle things like that. To, I, like, I do like her jump off. Yeah, no, no, it's like super fucking cool. In the American one, she just kind of like steps down. I'm like, "Oh, come on!" Yeah, that was one of the coolest things. Like you know, she's like you know, she's a little showing off just a little bit at the beginning. I mean, I know, I I, I like it, dude. Look, I'm I'm not gonna argue with you here. I mean, I like the Swedish. I need you version to argue too. with me, damn it. No, I mean, <laughs> I think the Swedish version is the superior film. I mean, like it really even is. you think about like the reflections, uh, like how they use glass to separate certain characters. I mean, there's some scenes in the movie where like he's with his mom, you know, like fixing breakfast. Oscar is in the morning, and for some reason. We're shooting through glass, you know? Yeah. Or we're seeing a, a character's face in a mirror. Well, the, and... there's that separation there because the first time when actually uh, when he asks her, are you a vampire? It's through That's glass. That's a great scene. It's yeah. through glass. Like, like they're, they're together, and but she separates them for a second because and... she, she can feel that there's tension there. And so she goes in and she closes the door on him, and then he's like, are you a vampire? And then she's like, fuck. And so she opens the door, they come in, and then she's like, well, I, I drink blood to, to live. And he's, he's like, she's like, well, yeah, I guess I'm a vampire. But like, but like for him to be able to even ask that question, there had to be that separation between them. Yeah. So it's like, that's like that safety barrier. I mean, you know. No, 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 that's, that's just really good filmmaking, man. No, it, it is. It's superior filmmaking. It, it's, it's well thought out. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I, they were looking for those uh, actors in the Swedish version for like a year, you know, and... I really feel like the the director and the screenwriter for Let the Right One In, who, who is the author of the book, I'm not gonna even try to pronounce um, his name because he, he directed that it. first. He directed the Swedish film too. The no, he didn't direct. No, he he wrote the screenplay. Oh, that's cool. I, I just think the whole the whole the whole story is really well thought out. Like they used that year that they were looking for those actors to really hone down. Um, the script. I mean, like you think about the title, let the right one in. Yeah. It, they're talking about letting a vampire, you got to let invite the vampire into your house. Right. You know, but it's also applies, uh, to Elay's character where he, she needs <laughs> to let the right person, the, the right, right new caretaker for her in like, um, let me let you in on my secret who I really am. Right. You know, and it, it I don't know, man. It's it's all of it is so well thought out. Like you just think about in the movie, like how many times you see door frames and how many shots you see with door frames within door frames and characters entering when her old man caretaker dumps the acid on his face right. in the Swedish film. That frame is it's so it's, fucking badass, right? It's a split screen 
But it's not but with a doorway. Yeah, it's like a doorway, and he goes and hides in this like locker room, and then you kind of yeah. see you see it play out in a warner up up until the point where he he punches in to do the uh, to do the acid. Right? Holy shit, dude! It's it's just nothing but tension. Yeah, and then there's another doorway, yeah. right, separating that room. And then what are the guys that are trying to get their friend? They're trying to come into the room through another fucking door. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's on the nose, but I love it. No, I man, feel like it's, it's just so, really good filmmaking. Yeah, it's so well thought out, dude. Which is I also why, it the first time. Which is also why um, it works, even watching it, not understanding the language, because the filmmaking is telling the story so much yes. that you get the emotion from what they're trying to do. That's what, I'm saying, that's what I was saying earlier. You fall in love with these characters no, no matter what because you understand what their emotions are, what they're going through, without having to go inside their head because we, we see it. Yeah. We, we, we see what's happening to them. It's a superior film. Yeah, I, I think the 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 Swedish version, like everything that they everything they cut out of the book for the film, for me, just it stream streamlines it perfectly, you know, into that well, relationship of Eli and it Oscar. Help, it helps having the the author. I didn't realize that the author actually wrote the script because he already knew what the most important parts of the story to tell yeah. are. Like 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 if we're just gonna stick with these main characters, then this is what we need to tell out of this. I I really liked the idea of getting rid of the cops in the story. You know, yeah, for you the didn't film, need it. That, yeah, it does not add anything um, at all, right? I, I, I was, um, I was interested to, to uh, like in, in the book, the guy who sees um, the guy get killed in the uh, tunnel. Oh yeah. In the book, he kind of like brings cat it up to keeper. his friends. Yeah, the cat guy kind of brings it up to his friends. Like three days later, he's like, "Oh shit, you know, I saw this, and I've been kind of dealing with it. Why haven't you gone to the cops?" They kind of like explain that because when yeah. I was watching the film, I was like. Why didn't this motherfucker go to the cops? Oh, in, in the Swedish version, he does. Does he go to the cops? Well, well, no, he goes to his buddies. He goes yeah, to his that's buddies. Right. He, he goes, goes to his buddies like, drink, in, in, like, in you know, drinking in that he, little bar. They go down yeah. to that little bar, and he's like, holy shit, I saw some shit, you know. And they're like, holy fuck, you know. And then eventually the body's found, and that kind of like says that's true. Well, I guess they didn't have any body. They just found like some blood. Maybe they did go to the oh, cops. Oh, yeah, they, they did. They went, and they like, like went, he's like, it happened right here. I swear it was like right here. And they like pull the snow back, and then, you know, they find blood. And everybody's like, holy shit, he's not lying. He's not just, like, reeking of cat piss and lies. <laughs> the, the guy does later in the movie. He's like, I don't want to be uh, interrogated. <laughs> don't it? Uh, please, headquarters. The, who knows what they're going to do? They're going to have the bright light in my face. He's really worried about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he's kind of a shut-in type guy. He's kind of a, does, like agoraphobic. Really? Yeah. He doesn't ever want to leave All his house. All the cats didn't quit yeah. you. Yeah, and, and, you know, if you've... Uh, Come over to his house. He's kind of weird about letting you in. You know, he's like we're super weird motherfucker. And never cleans his cat box apparently. Yeah, and I like how like uh, Virginia's boyfriend, the the Locky character, or whatever yeah. the hell his name is. Um, I like how he always is carrying the briefcase around with his dad's stamp collection. Yeah, well, he knows because fucking scene because well, it, it's it's got a sh- it's worth money, and he's like, this right? is my nest egg. It goes back to like Sweden's bad yeah. economy. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, motherfucker, this is the only thing that I have in my life that's worth anything that nobody knows about. And he's like saving it up for the best time. I think he said that even one of them was like 80,000. Yeah. Earlier, oh, yeah, that's or, right. Um, when he's uh, sitting with uh, Virginia. Yeah. After she got bit. He's like, he's like, you know, look, we'll, we'll go get a small place. He's like, you know, it's like basically giveaway manner, uh, like countryside houses and stuff like that. And she's just like, I don't even fucking want to live, dude. You know, I think that girl infected me with something. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Well, which is great, which is like sends him on a mission. He's like, you know, that little girl did this. 
the little girl ruined my life, which sends him on a mission to go find her, which... See, that's what I hated about the American remake. I didn't like the cop. Well, how the fuck is he going to bust in in a door? He's just like, there's no warrant or anything. He's just like, just like, oh, I heard someone move behind this door. I'm going to break it down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm okay, I'm okay with that. It's just, no, it, that's not, no. It just didn't have the emotional, like, there's no... It didn't feel right. I like you know Casey I mean? Jones, but no, it just didn't work oh, in this movie. I love that actor too. Yeah, Cronenberg's Crash. That guy, that guy is good. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I like it being the boyfriend. I like, you know, he loses his friend. He even, <laughs> he even says like after his best friend dies, he's like, "Oh my god, I have nothing left." He's in the like, world. "You don't know what you don't have no idea what I'm going through." And his girlfriend's sitting over there, right beside him, like, uh. Motherfucker, what? Yeah, I was trying Literally to think. Of, I was kicking his ass right there. Yeah, I was trying to think. Of, there's like some kind of weird relationship going on between them, but no, that motherfucker just loved his friend, man. He's like, they would go to the bar, like they're even the scene before that. They're like, uh, they're out yeah, drinking. Yeah. And he's like, come here, man, give me a fucking hug before you go home. Like, show me some fucking love, man. We had some fun tonight at the bar, didn't we? Like, yeah, we had some fucking fun. You have a good night, no, baby. You have a good night. I love you. No, I love you too, man. You know, <laughs> and then, you know, they just like, but you know, it's, it's just like, man, you fucking love your friend. Did you think Oscar's dad was a homosexual? I saw a bunch of uh, Twitter, uh, or no, not Twitter, uh, Reddit users said that. That they thought that that scene... Um, oh, yeah, no, he's totally gay. No, yeah, because when the guy no, comes... No, he's not. When, when, when They're that, just drinking buddies. Uh, he was kind of throwing eyes at him a little bit. That was kind of awkward. He comes in with like with his long hair. That's because his... Uh, it's Well, it's what it's supposed to be in the, in the book is because, you know, Oscar hates it when his dad's drinking. Well, yeah, I also felt that. It's kind of like, no, it's kind of like, uh, he's like, Dad, it's your turn. Dad, it's your turn. So it's kind of like, fuck, man, I'm here to hang out with you, and your fucking gay friend's gonna come hang out and drink. And he hitchhikes back home. I mean, yeah, he's like, fuck this. I don't know. I didn't read it that way. I, I, yeah, I, just... I did. I'm not gonna lie. And I think it's because he, because of the long hair, or it kind of looked a little <laughs> effeminate. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm just telling you because a foreign film, you're you're working a lot off the visuals. Here you go, guys with long hair. No, I'm not saying, that. dude. I used to have shoulder length hair, and you know, uh, and earrings. <laughs> I did. I had shoulder length hair and earrings. Uh, and I'm I'm not a homosexual, but like no, I just hate you guys. It can grow all that hair. Fuck you, <laughs> oh, dude. It's thinning now. I'm I'm paying for it. Damn um, it. <laughs> I don't think I could ever grow that. <laughs> it's okay. You look good the way you do. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I got a rocket because that's what I got. That's true, man. But uh, but anyway. no, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I did I did kind of feel that there may be some like some guy love going on there. It's it's also the same thing with with, with the two the two other guys who hang out at the bar. I just think that you know there there are certain parts of Europe where um, especially like like uh, even over in like Korea, uh, buddy of mine's who's, who's <laughs> from, like look this is this is a European film right here. No, okay, it's gonna get a little weird, man. Sexually, no, no, well, no okay? what I'm saying is, is like you know there, there there are parts of the country like uh, a buddy of mine is is Korean. <laughs> no, I don't know what you mean. I'm just and, and he said that his friends would come up to him like over there. And they'll come over and they'll grab your hand, like grab, like you like you say, come on. But they lock fingers, you know, every other finger, like they come together, and that's how you grab your friend's hand. Come on, let's go play or whatever. And he's like, what are you doing? You know? Uh, yeah, I can see so that. So they said yeah. there's just like another. That's a different culture. It's a different culture. Yeah. You know, they're they're, they're yeah, freer customs. with sex yeah. and and everything else. So like you know, they're just like open or whatever, man. Like you know, kiss a fucking bro, love, man. Okay, now I will support Europe in that. You know, because no, I'm always I'm behind fu- it. Yeah, I found it weird that like. We're we're so America's so weird about sex, but we're like, hey, you know what? Shoot every motherfucker in the room. Fucking let's just, let's have heads rip off. Let's just fucking violence. PG thirteen. Fuck that. Let's kill everybody. Let's 
20, uh, what is that movie uh, Roland Emmerich made, uh, 2012? Yeah. It was like, they fucking kill oh, the whole planet. Yeah, this planet's done, by the way. <laughs> no, I have a... Um... I'm supposed to care about John Cusack when <laughs> fucking the entire world dies. Get out of um. here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What you got over there, B-Rod? No candy for vampires, man. You know, okay, so you, you, you're bringing up the no candy for vampires. In the book, she doesn't eat the candy. She doesn't vomit. She doesn't get sick. But in both films, that happens. What's up with that? Well, I think it's important to let the audience know that she can't eat that. I mean, well, she says it. She says it to him in the book. She's like, I don't, I don't eat that. And she's, he's like, why? Well, you never taste it? He's like, she's like, no, I, I don't. I can't. I can't have that. Yeah. He's I mean, like, that sucks. You can't have candy. Yeah. I think it's important. You know, it, it, hel- it helps her character look a lot more sympathetic. Right. Because it really reinforces that she only has to have blood. Again, like she's killing to survive. You know, and maybe she's a little cold to it, to us, but, I mean, this is, I mean, she's lived for, in the book, they actually give you a year, it's around, it's like 220 years ago is when she got turned. Um, in the movie, either one, they they don't tell you. Yeah, it could be infinite. She, yeah. she could be a thousand years old. Yeah, you have no idea. She's like, I've been 12 for a long time. And, you know, the crazy thing, uh, listening to the book... I never even thought of uh, to even ask why watching the films, both versions, Oscar, Oscar, like how many of how many of vampires uh, exist in the world? How many of there are you? Yeah, that's a good question. And yeah. she doesn't even know how to respond to that. Like, what she, do you probably mean? Ha- she probably has no idea. Yeah, none whatsoever. She says like a bunch of them, you know, mostly die, but she's able to survive because she's a child. Well, it's just like a, it's which like- really makes it look like a, a burden. Be yeah. a vampire. Well, yeah, it just that's just like the Anne Rice books. It's like there there's a, a young young vampire around ten to twelve years old, Claudia, who like lives an entire multiple lifetimes. Is that the Christian Dunst? Yeah, where she's character? basically a woman trapped mm-hmm. in a child's body, and she has urges, and she and she can't she can't fucking do anything about it because she's like she's ten years old, and she, but she's like you know she's a hundred years old. Like what the fuck, man? I don't. It's just like it's like imagine just that that torment of that. Where you're like wise beyond your years, but you're still treated like a fucking kid because you're out, you're outwardly a yeah. child, which is interesting, uh, you know, because like in, in Claudia's uh, story, she's like, you know, tormented by that. And she has she struggles with it. And that's why she hates she hates Lestat. She hates all them for like turning me this way. But in, you know, Eli's side, she's kind of like using it to her advantage to pick up young boys. And that way, because, you know, if you get them when they're young and you make them fall in love with you when they're 12, yeah. then you get a whole life with them <laughs> by the time that they, you know, ended up like, you know, dying, trying to, you know, feed you. Then you just go pick up some other 12 year old kid somewhere else and you got a whole nother life with them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let, let, you know, that brings up an interesting point. Let's, let's talk about, and I know there was a, I haven't read it, but there, there was a short story sequel that the author wrote. Yeah. Um, for let the right one in. I haven't read it. Um, I didn't even read the synopsis cause you know, I haven't read it yet. Don't, no, no spoilers here, but all right. Elay moves in next door to Oscar, right? Right. He finds out she's a vampire. They have this budding relationship. Bunch of murders happen. They have to leave. They're on the train going somewhere else in Sweden or Europe. Who knows? Right. Oscar's a kid, man. He's a 12-year-old boy. And right. even if they do things at night and Elay's out, who cares? I mean, she also looks like a 12-year-old girl. Like, what are they going to do? Like, how are they even going to rent a room? She you has can't money. Rent a car. They're kids, bro. It's 1982, bro. You can do whatever the fuck you want. If a 12-year-old goes in and out, I mean, dude, like, come on. 
she goes over to some like dude and like kind of seduces him or whatever. I mean, if, they, it, you know, if they, he was they, 15, they can make it work. Maybe we can make it pass. It's Europe, man. Legal, legal drinking age is like, like 15 or 16. How did he even get a, a, a train ticket like that? Like, like how far are they going? Dude, if you can reach the counter, you can buy things there. You think in so? In the 80s, yes. Oh, man. And also, like, in the, you said they're in like an economic like crisis. Somebody puts money on the table. You're going to take it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and also, that's true. suspension of disbelief, Brian. That's the whole point of films. Well, Do you I, believe the whole time that this little like like demon girl boy thing is like you know befriending, and then that's where you get hung up is like how well, are they going to yeah. live their life? Oh yeah, because I I'm a okay. Look, I'm a parent. I have kids of my own, and it's like okay, they're two two emotionally immature individuals, not ready not for really. anything. One of them's almost three hundred years old. Well, I don't know. Depending. Okay, let's let. Let's consider the actual Swedish movie, because that's what we're talking about here tonight, mostly. Um, well, that's what we're trying to focus on. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, that's my fault as much as yours. But um, I don't know. I just I feel like they're they're just very vulnerable, man. Yeah. And it's like, where are you going to go? You know, like the father figure, the old man caretaker made so much more sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I understand, like, how they were able to get around. How much mileage is she going to be able to get out of this kid? You know, and I don't know, maybe that's like some of the point. Maybe it's supposed maybe to be better to like turning him. Yeah, maybe she's just using him and she's going to drop his ass later. But that's I don't... what I was thinking. That's what that, that's why this film just feels so fucking tragic. But it's, see, it, it's because he's the so... music and everything, Look, man. It doesn't feel that way to me. It feels very melancholy when, and like love and bond. And when, when the happening. awesome like pull scene happens at the end. That's so good. Where the, the, the teacher's kind of doing the water aerobics, and then the other kid who's being the distraction comes out and does the water aerobics. is kind of like, you know, like letting the bond, like the fire kind of happen and all that. By lifting your feet up and down. Yeah, yeah, and it does that. But when Oscar, like, looks up at him and realizes, oh, he's he's trying to lead me into this, he gets this big, like, Charlie Bucket smile on his face. You know who Charlie Bucket is, right? I do not. That's uh, Willy Wonka and the Charlie, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. The Charlie, he gets that big smile on his face. Yeah. He looks just like Charlie Bucket there. He's like, ah, he's, he's playing with me. You know, and so he kind of gets into it and he's dance, whatever. You see his, like, childishness there. Like, you know, so he's he's still, like, naive in that, like, yeah. he, he allows things to happen. So I see what you're saying, like, the, he could be taken advantage of. Yeah. But she's there. You know, but she's she, only there during the night, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, and they got to get around during the day. That's what's so weird is because in the train scene, she at the very end of the movie, they're leaving. They're in the train. She's in the trunk. Yeah, he's like, is, is that your trunk? And they're even tapping back and forth Morse code together. Yeah, and it's, it's like okay, but you're a kid, man. She's in a trunk. If she busts out, she's dead. Like, what are you gonna do? Like. I don't know. Go, go the fuck back home. It does make me feel a, li- a little at the end. Like, it's kind of like, oh, you're, I, I feel like, kind of like you're taking advantage of these kids. Maybe that's just a father in me. Maybe I'm just like, no, you're that was my advantage. feeling at the end. It was like, holy shit. She's totally like, you know, she, the, he's the new, he's the next caretaker. He's the, he's the next duped guy. Cause she's going to live forever. And, you know, just pick up all these like dudes and turn I, them gay. But okay. Look, as the audience member inside Jared, I just I don't want all that sweetness and all those like little cute. The moments. director said that it, it, I saw a thing where he said he said it could go either way, but I I like to think that it's a sweet ending. I, I you know I like that. Yeah, no no it's good. Like I said on face value, I'm torn on it. On face value, it, that's what it is. But if you want to look deeper into it, 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 it could totally go the other way. It's good, man. And that that pull shot that you were talking about. 
Oh my god, did you see the behind the scenes of that? Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how they like they actually dragging people through and like timing like throwing heads and stuff in the in the pool and I just love how he's completely oblivious to it. Unlike the the remake where like he sees the blood and everything like in 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 the they handled it a lot better I think in the Swedish version. Yeah, I like how it's staged better and yeah. how they use their frame a little yeah. uh, a little better. Um I don't I don't know. I don't I don't like how the blocking's done and it's similar but it's when the boy gets dragged off and you see the feet go by, it goes right in front of the lens instead of just like past like, you know. yeah, well, yeah, it's, it starts off. It, it goes by the boy and then they go, wait, it, the boy, he just goes down to the deep end of the pool. Yeah. Um, I did not like how that was staged in the American win. No, I didn't like but, it. Either. You couldn't, when the boy lifts up, it wasn't as good. It didn't, it wasn't as effective. Yeah. And again, like, you know, another, we're talking about reflections, like that pool, how it's just reflecting the bottom of the pool on top and you can't see anything out of it. Oh, man, I love that. No, it's amazing. So many visual motifs are repeated, you know, just like um, the beginning of the film with the, um, the I don't know, the snow coming down on black. Oh, dude, yeah, it's gorgeous. Right, the bookend. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what you get right after you, you see that violent pool scene. Well... You do get that awesome wide shot with the one surviving kid left Who over. Just like no, no, it's it's amazingly composed. Like but he's that just shot, like crying. He's just like, yeah, well, you know, he, he he didn't really take a part in it, so she let him live. I like that. No, that's cool. Is that the reason, or was it because he just got out of the way and sat down earlier? When shit started going bad, like you know, when when, when he's like, I'm going to hold you under the water for three minutes, and then like the the main kid whose brother that was was like dude is yeah. this a good idea and he's like shut the fuck up basically and he's like you know i'm gonna do my thing the that long-haired kid or whatever like just kind of like he he went into shock and he's he went and sat down and like kind of like just put his head down he couldn't fucking deal with it oh man yeah i wouldn't he, be able to deal he, he's like the guy at the beginning of jacob's ladder when all shit's going on and his eyes are like shaking back and forth you know what I'm talking about he just goes yes. he just like i'm going into shock and can't deal with the shit you know <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, that was a good callback, Jacob Flatter. I always try to tie in the other podcast somehow. <laughs> hey, you know, man, that's a good one to call back to. Yeah, it's a good moment. Yeah, one thing we did not talk about. Um, What's that? I don't know. It kind of explains the reason why Oscar is the way he is, and it, Oscar's being really bullied at school, and these bullies are—I mean, dude, they're—they're they're terrible. And you could—it's like they're at a dairy that, main. That's how bad these bullies are. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, holy shit. They're straight out of a Stephen King novel, like, bad bully. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're, they're bad. I mean, like, because uh, they're just picking on him, and, and it makes you wonder, is Oscar the way he is because of these guys? You know? It's like, maybe, but I don't know. They, they never bring it, it co- up. It calls uh, into question. His, like, incontinence, which is in the book. He has, like, a piss ball. Oh yeah, that's true. Which is weird. He keeps this like sponge, a piece of a mattress. Foam it's a piece or of mattress foam that he carved out that he puts around his dick that he leaks <laughs> piss into throughout the day, involuntarily. Oh. And he like, there's a scene in the movie where he like rinses it out and then puts it on his nose like a clown. Oh, Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And he's like, it's yellow, and he's like, I look like a yellow clown. And he's like, yes, you are a clown, aren't you? And then he keeps some of them in like a, a fucking tree. Yeah, he's got like a, a tree where he stashes his like murder books and shit. Yeah. Oh man, his murder um, scrapbook. Oh damn, dude. So like, he's just got issues, man. And and you know, and it's uh, a weird movie. And, and like even even in like the remake, they bring up uh, you know he's like my parents are getting a divorce, 
your parents are getting a divorce. Like, oh, and like in, in the Swedish version, they never really ever say that. They just let it happen. Like it's it's inferred. Like you know, if, if you can you can see what's going on, then you know that they're getting a fucking divorce or they're separated. You know, yeah, it's not as on the nose. Yeah, they they played up like a really weird uh, religious angle too. Oh, I hated that. He's like, "Where did you get that? It's your mom putting her religious shit on you again." Oh, I thought the I'm whole like, religious God, thing with the mom. Why would you do that? Yeah. Like. Golly, they just felt so forced. Well, it, they didn't do anything with it. It's like, why are you going to add it if it's not... Like, it's I understand the first you, time we've seen it or heard about it. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. like you have a vampire. I understand, like, you could do something with that. Uh, right. Nothing's done. No. If you're Dad, gonna, do you believe in evil? <laughs> what the fuck is your mom been trying to send you back to church? You know, like, oh, come on. Yeah, that felt really bad. It's like, put your mom on the phone. And, like, you totally, like, your kid is trying to reach out to you right now. And you just totally, like... Blow him off. At least the dad in, in the Swedish version actually felt like a good guy. Yeah. Like, it, when he kicks that bully's ass. Yeah. And, like, uh, the mom gets the uh, uh, call from the principal or whoever, yeah. the superintendent from the school. And the dad just handles it cool. Yeah. The mom is, like, fucking, she's pissed. She's like, you did what, motherfucker? You're talking to your dad. And you can tell from uh, Oscar's response that his dad's kind of like, wait, what'd you do? All right, that's cool. It was self-defense. That's kind of what happened in the book, too. Okay. He's, like, he's like, cool. So he's like, when that happens in the book, his mom's freaking out and hands the phone, and he's like, so so he's like, so what are you doing this weekend? He's like, yeah, do you, he's like, do you, want, do you want to ride the ATV? He's like, yeah, I think there's enough snow. And he's like, that's cool. You know, he's like, you going to come? He's like, he's totally cool. You know, he's like, like your dad would be. You know, he's like, that's right, son. Get your fucking yeah, we can stand up it. for yourself, man. Let's rate this bitch. Do you want to rate the Swedish movie and the American one since you, you watched sure. that one? Or do you not want to? You just want to, you just want to keep it with the Swedish way? I'll give you a rating. All right, maybe I don't want. To, maybe I, maybe we shouldn't have asked for the rating for the American one. Maybe that was a bad idea. No, 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 no. Let's do it. Okay, do you want me to go first? Go first. Give okay. us your rating, Jared. Okay, I will rate. Uh, let the right one in a solid eight point five on my scale. Really, eight point five Elkins out of ten, and I'm gonna rate the um, let me in a five. What? But... Mostly because like mediocre though, just yeah. like it's just mediocre. It's, it's mediocre. Just, it's this is average. Yep. Let me in. You're just saying just straight up average. Yep. This is an average movie. Yep. Only because the other one exists. It's kind of like watching. Well, actually, no. If you see the movie Infernal Affairs and uh, The Departed, it's the same film. It's just a remake, right? But The Departed actually kind of elevated that a little bit. Elevated a lot. Yeah, a lot. So it's the same story. It's still fun. It's exactly the same story, pretty much. Most part. Which is interesting because it was made really, within though. two years. Yeah, it's the same fucking film. Uh, it's I don't know. the they, same they film. A lot, though. It's the same film. But they you know, yeah. but, but they changed it. They they but they, they it did they did it better. Okay. Put a lot of history to it. Right. Um I haven't seen the remake of Old Boy. I don't I don't think it's on par with Old Boy no, from what not. I can tell. So what it's I feel too similar. What I feel is like it's that's where this film uh, let me in kind of fails. In that there's already this, it's like the, the director of uh, Let the Right One In said, uh, there's a quote where I, I, don't, I wish I could say it exactly, but he said uh, something like, the only reason ever you make a movie is if the original was bad. I sometimes agree with that. So he was like, why are you remaking my film? Basically. that. Yeah. So I kind of agree with him, like that you, that you lost the... Okay, look, was the remake done just so American, English-speaking audiences... Yes, before they even had a distribution deal on the the original film, they were already in talks to remake it, to maximize what they could get out of the story. I mean, because we do have to remember, this was real close around the time that we were getting... 
a bunch of J-Horror remakes like The Ring, The Grudge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I still think that this remake is better than some of those. But... I like The Ring a lot. Uh, the Ring is good. Yeah, um, is good. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I think that the, the, that the Let the Right One In is like superior film making. And the other one was kind of Hollywood adaptation of that. It's it's got some fun moments, but is it as good as the original? Hell no, it's not. In my opinion, prove me wrong. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a little bit of of your words here, please. Because uh, film versus movie talks, where you know a film is 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 something great, a movie is something you enjoy. You know, we, we yeah we we've we've had this this debate and, yeah. and conversation. So I'm just gonna go ahead and, and say, let the right one in is uh, a very solid 10 and it's a very solid 10 because I think it's the best vampire film. I started thinking about this today and everything that I liked more than let the right one in, it was because I enjoyed it more. And when I start thinking about the filmmaking techniques and what the filmmakers did in terms of not only originality, but what they're doing with their camera, what they're doing with their actors, you know, what are we showing? What are we saying here with this movie? Man, I love Fright Night, but it's Rear Window with a Vampire. Right. You know, I mean, I love it. It's great. And look, I love Roddy McDowell. Lost Boys. Love Lost Boys. You know? And as I really started thinking about this, and, you know, the only one I could put into that special place is maybe Horror of Dracula, which is like one of the first movies we ever covered on this podcast. Uh, you can go back and listen to that. Christopher Lee Hammer film, which, oh my God. To that one. Dude, I I've totally forgot to mention this, but the the remake of Let Me In that was done by Hammer Studios. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Hammer was super huge and and big. That kind of was kind of like their uh, comeback because they kind of died off in the seventies because they were doing all those Christopher Lee like Frankenstein and uh, I guess Frank, Christopher Lee was only in the first one. He did all those Dracula movies, but Peter Cushing did all those Frankenstein movies and man, those are all those old Hammer films are great. But I can't think of a better vampire film. I agree. Like The Hunger, Interview with the Vampire. Those are great movies. Is it better than this? Like a better film with better filmmaking? I think this is the best vampire film. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. Not movie, film. I already told you, yeah. This is like edging in the, my top films right now. Just as far as like filmmaking. Can you think of a better? No, I can't. Yeah, I was, I was even going through like even, Near Dark even like and Dracula. Hunger and... I'm not a big fan of... Are you talking about Bela Lugosi's Dracula? No, I'm talking about Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh. Yeah, no, I like... <laughs> I do like this one a little bit better. Yeah, I, I think this was a little easier to digest than that one. We need to watch that one. Don't you have a 4K rip of that? Don't you have a 4K version of that? Uh, no, I do not. Oh, my bad. Not yet. I thought you said you did. No, I said I want to get it. Oh, okay. I, I got the 1080. Are we going to do that one day? Uh, yeah, we're definitely going to do that one okay, day. Okay, good. Because this is one of Benson's favorite books. Benson even picked this movie, but he couldn't be here tonight. He's got work and all that other yeah. stuff. You know, you know how it goes. Um, yeah, the remake, I, I don't know, dude. I'd, I'd be a lot more kinder than a five. I'd, I'd give it a six, six, five. You know, I think it, I think it's a little bit above average. It is. It is. I'm just, but just, if we were just doing that film by itself and I hadn't seen the original, I'd probably say, yeah, you're right. It's about a six-ish. Yeah, but it's definitely entertaining. when you're comparing it to the uh, Swedish film, yeah, this, the other one's so much better. It really is. Like, like I, don't, I, I yeah. guarantee my dad would probably say, nah, the other one's better. But no, man. Like <laughs> The other one does move faster. The, the American it remake, it, it does. does move faster. And, it, and it's easier to digest, and they, and they give you more information, and, and they, they, they feed more to you to get the story. 
I don't know if they feed you more information. They do, man. Really? Yeah, I think like, like showing, showing, like, where's your dad? He's not my dad. Um, you know, um, uh, like the my, my parents are getting a divorce. All that things that are said, like on the front I think end. That, but I think all that's done in the Swedish version, it's, just without said. That's what I'm saying. That, said, that's what I'm saying. Know, they're just, watering it down. They're they're they're, feed, they're feeding you more. Like that that that's the old school film thing. Is like show us, don't tell us. Like yeah. you know, like 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 I would rather like see it know. and make an inference as as an audience member to not think that your audience is stupid. You got and, a point. And allow them to like you know experience it versus like let me let me be a uh, Mr. Exposition and tell you everything that's going on. When you follow in footsteps of greatness, what are you gonna do? Looking forward to what Take the paycheck and run. Yeah. I mean I, I hope this uh director Tomos Tomos Thomas Alfredson, I hope he gets to uh to direct another movie, man. Hopefully that snowman didn't kill his career. He did he did the snowman or snowman? Yeah. I need to finish that. I fell asleep, but it, it was looking kinda cool. Oh see I didn't I didn't I didn't watch it, man. I have not seen it. I was going to go see it in the theaters, but it just, man, it got so many bad reviews, and it stayed in theaters for like three weeks here. I'm just used to movies staying six weeks. I have not right. gotten to the uh, the new pace here. I think we're done here. I think okay. we are. <laughs> Wrap it up, Brian. All right, guys. You've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew, crew spelled C-R-E-W-E at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at moviecrewpod. You guys can subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcast, Overcast, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please give us a five-star rating. We would surely appreciate that. Jared, where can our listeners follow you, sir? You can find me on the Instagram at CheckTheGate or on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. Please go to Apple iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We're actually finally building up enough uh, five-star reviews that we will be sending out T-shirts soon. Uh, please be sure to leave your information when you leave a five-star review on the Apple iTunes. Hope to hear from you soon. Also, please send us a fucking comment. Like, you know, that's how we know you love us. Let us know you love us. Send us a comment. Drop us a message on the Facebook. Yeah. Give us a comment that's not just a quote from the movie. Because that's what everybody did with the Big Lebowski. <laughs> well, how can you not? It's so quotable. Yeah. No, dude. You totally got to do that. And we got to give Darth Sean a massive shout out. He is always our Twitter supporter. Phone's ringing, Sean. <laughs> and we're closing out the show tonight with track 21 from the Let the Right One In soundtrack. This is going to be titled, Let the Right One In. Should be easy to remember. Enjoy, guys. <laughs>